Welcome to the Voice of Texas Veterans, a production of Texas Veterans Commission, speaking up for Texas veterans since 1927. Thank you for joining us. I'm Julia Connor, Communications and Outreach at Texas Veterans Commission, the state agency that works to improve the quality of life for all Texas veterans and their families by helping them access the federal and state benefits earned. March is Women's History Month. Our Women Veterans Program has put together a timely exhibit introducing you to some of our Texas women veterans. We've put their stories on our website, tvc.texas.gov. Click on Women Veterans and the annual campaign. Our Women Veterans Program works with all our Texas Veterans Commission services to connect women veterans with the benefits they've earned. Ladies, if you served in the military, you're a veteran. You earn benefits. Our women veteran coordinators can help you access your benefits and put you in touch with other women veterans and veteran-friendly resources across the state. Did you know that since the American Revolution, some 3 million women have served in the U.S. military? We have almost 200,000 women veterans in Texas. All have personal stories to tell. That's why women veterans across the nation are invited to share their stories with the Women's Military Memorial in Arlington, Virginia. Women can share personal histories, photos, uniforms, any kind of memorabilia with the museum. And we can learn about their stories and see the artifacts from the comfort of our own homes. That's right. The museum building is closed right now for renovations, but will open sometime in May. But we can always pay a virtual visit at womensmemorial.org. Ladies, that's the same place to upload your stories. Find out how to share your history. Women's Memorial. Org. With me to talk about the memorial is retired Brigadier General Robin Aiken. She's been working with the museum to get more Texas women registered. General Aiken, before we get to your 32 years of military service, tell us about the Women's Memorial. It's not just a big building, is it? It's an archive, actually, of the women that have served in our military service since the Civil War. And, you know, one of my mentors was the first four-star general, General Ann Dunwoody. She brought me through the ranks and was able to teach me a lot of responsibility and teach me a lot of leadership traits that women don't normally get because men don't take that time to teach, coach, mentor, and respect women that have served and are serving. So it was pretty cool to grow up as a female airborne paratrooper in the U.S. Army. But most importantly, when you get out, who's going to know that you ever served if you don't get on some kind of archive? So the Women's Memorial sits at the steps of the Arlington National Cemetery, and any soldier, sailor, airman, marine, or coast guard that gets buried there has to cross in front of the Women's Memorial. And it's the only Women's Memorial honoring women that have defended our country. It sits there for respect and patriotism and bravery that have integrated our women into the military. It's pretty awesome. But most importantly, the registry that has been built is a computerized interactive database that records the history, the name, the service information, your photograph, your memorabilia experience is in that registry. So if your granddaughter, once you're gone, or they can go to that registry throughout time and look about the history of the women that served. You know, you can dial in your name and you can say, okay, what did Sergeant Smith do during Desert Storm? And it'll pop up that history and it'll be there um, as long as we keep the memorial going. So I'm trying to get out and get all our female veterans in Texas to go and load their file online. It doesn't take hardly anything but a few minutes and it doesn't cost anything. It's really important that we get the word out to Texans 
and Texas women that this thing is there for them. It's a living memorial. If they have a grandparent or a mother or an aunt that have served, that have passed away, they can enroll them into the memorial. It's that easy. And so you can be past, present, or future. If you're going into the military today, you can start that database and, and create your experience online. And it's real important that people understand that women serve and they serve in every rank every position now in the Army and every position offered in every MOS. So it's pretty awe-inspiring. We're on a campaign right now to get these women in there and start putting their living memorial or their family's living memorial into the database. The website is womensmemorial.org. If you just Google it, you'll be able to find the enrollments page and be able to put whoever you want to put in there and ensure that you keep that living memorial going. Some people don't even talk about the military service. There were a lot of women that served in World War II, over 400,000. And we're trying to capture their names now and get them into the database because that's a huge archive of information. And a lot of the schools today are going to this database to try to figure out what women did in World War II because it's just not known other than being a nurse or maybe maybe flying an aircraft. So we're trying to get that information into the database. Yeah, and it's so important because, you, like you said, World War II, a lot of our World War II veterans aren't you know, computer savvy. We need to help our older veterans and get this information from them now and you know, talk to them, record them, write it down so that you can put it in this archive so that others, um, the younger generation can see. And if they've got pictures, you know, things like that. Yeah, I mean, I served in Desert Storm, Iraq, Afghanistan. I was the first female commander into Haiti to do the earthquake relief mission there. And then I was the first female to serve in Korea as a senior logistics officer. So it's all about keeping the lineage going and keeping good women and women that want to serve into positions that can do a fantastic job and save our world from chaos in some cases. So it's really important that women have a shoe in the horn kind of thing, you know, that they can speak and, and do great things and get a little bit of credit out of it. And, but more importantly, that we memorialize our names. And the thing about it is you've been, you were in the military for 32 years. You joined the military when it was not as welcoming of women as it is now. So we can get your perspective along a timeline of how things have changed. How old were you when you went in? I graduated University of Tennessee in 1982. Gosh, I'm old now. March 19th, 1982, I went to airborne school. No other women in that class, by the way. So it was it's pretty significant to me that I was successful in that school because I didn't want to be turned away. An airborne soldier for most of my military career, throwing people out of airplanes as a jump master. I learned that the women that, there was no real women around me, but the women that I did find wanted to serve for a different reason. They wanted to make a difference and make a statement, if you will. I think we've been successful. We've died in combat. We've raised families. I have two wonderful kids. My husband was a colonel. I retired as a general, so too bad on him, but it worked out. <laughs> and you know, it's pretty cool because when I went to Korea and served there at my last assignment, my father-in-law served in that same assignment at the same desk, 25 years Prior. It was pretty significant to be able to follow in his boots, if you will. 
he was very proud of my service. I dedicate a lot of my responsibilities and my commitment to him because he was such a role model. No, he didn't believe women needed to serve in the military <laughs> until, until I proved him different. You know, the women that are going to be memorialized will show that we were inspired to serve, that we are inspiring, and that we made a difference. And so, you know, that's, that's what this is all about. And I think we all need to be committed to our armed forces. And those women that have served, they are an inspiration to our communities when they get out. Unfortunately, um, Julie, as you know, a lot of our military in Texas are living on the streets. You know, I'm trying to make a difference, get them, get their names recognized and make them feel good about why they served and get them jobs and make them feel the ownership of, again, of commitment. And I think if we can get the word out about the memorial and get their names enrolled and maybe we make them feel good about what they're doing, maybe we can make a difference. And it's so important to to get their names and connect with them and let them know, you know what, there's some benefits that you're probably eligible for that we can help you with, help you get an education, help you find a better job. It's that connection that works. And it's like you were a veteran. So there are benefits there that you may qualify for. Let's go talk about it. Absolutely. That's the, the next drive is how do we help those that helped us? And so we're going to make it happen, but we just need everybody's support. And most importantly, find people out there to get their names into the database. And don't just say, are you a veteran? Ask your grandma or your aunt, did you ever serve in the military? That's right. Because, you know, in today's current generation, I did a research for another nonprofit called Boots to Heels and in Dallas. And what we found is through our research is that the current day veterans don't believe they're veterans. The women that have served in the current wars, Afghanistan and Iraq, they don't think they're veterans. They just think they supported the military or they were in the military. We are all veterans that serve and come out of the military with good honors. You've got to toot that horn because you are a veteran. And there's so much in Texas that we get because we served our armed forces. I'm 100% disabled, and because I was a paratrooper for 14, 15 years, I broke my neck in a parachute accident. I've had several other injuries due to parachute jumping. I am just enthralled by Texas and what they do for me as a disabled veteran. It's amazing, and we need to get that word out because there's so many opportunities out there because we did serve, and we should know what the state of Texas does for us as we um, get out of the military. That is retired Brigadier General Robin Aiken. Women veterans, share your story with the Military Women's Memorial so we can all learn a few things. And please help our older veterans share their military service. Go to womensmemorial.org. Follow the instructions. And while you're there, take a virtual tour too. If you know a woman who served in the military and they're not getting their benefits, put them in contact with Texas Veterans Commission, our Women Veterans Program tvc.texas.gov. Coming up, we're going to meet some coordinators from our Women Veterans Program. We'll find out about their service and what kind of support we can offer our Texas women veterans. 
I was a bomb loader in the Air Force. I was a journalist for eight years in the United States Navy before I was honorably discharged. I joined the Army right out of high school and served 23 years before retiring. And that means you are all veterans and you earn benefits. Texas Veterans Commission can help you get them. You could be going to school on the GI Bill, learning to start your own business, or getting some help with that disability claim. TVC.Texas.gov. Texas Veterans Commission. Helping veterans starts here. I'm Tom Palladino, the executive director of the Texas Veterans Commission. Our mission here is to advocate for and provide superior service to Texas veterans, their families, and their survivors. We must never forget that many of our veterans made the ultimate sacrifice to ensure that America remains strong and free. I charge all those who advocate for veterans to build a team that supports the overall effort of taking care of our veterans and their families. And as President Teddy Roosevelt stated, a man who is good enough to shed his blood for his country is good enough to be given a square deal afterwards. That's what we do at the Texas Veterans Commission. Helping veterans starts here. Do you know a veteran struggling with the invisible wounds of war? Are you looking to learn more about the Invisible Wounds of War? Do you provide clinical services to service members, veterans, or their families and want to know how to keep them coming back to their appointments? If so, please visit tvc.texas.gov and select Military Veteran Peer Network to connect with us. Texas Veterans Commission, helping veterans starts here. As we celebrate Women's History Month, let me remind you that Texas Veterans Commission is here to help all veterans access their benefits. And the Women Veterans Program is specially formulated to work with women veterans. Let's meet our Women Veteran Coordinators, find out about their military service, and how they can help you. First up, let's talk to the Women Veterans Program Manager, Army Veteran, Dr. Crystal Matthews. So Dr. Matthews, tell me about your time in the service. So my time in the service was well spent. I served about six years. It was a good time for me. I learned a lot and I've grown a lot from it. I met a lot of great people. I think it's all shaped me to be the person I am today. I joined right out of high school. I thought I was going to go to the Army and see the world and also get an education. However, that last part did not pan out the way I expected. Every time I enrolled in classes, I had to drop them because I was doing field exercises and different things of that nature. I wasn't able to make my classes majority of the semester. And so um, I was never able to truly focus on school. So when you got out of the military, were you able to use those education? benefits because you are a doctor now yeah so I definitely utilize every single benefit I could utilize and I um, advocate for all veterans to do that especially when it comes to your education now tell me about some of the relationships with your fellow service members majority of my time was spent at Fort Bragg North Carolina which was great um, but it's very hardcore. I've met a lot of great people. I've formed some lifetime relationships. And so there's a community, right? Whenever you relocate UPCS to different posts. And for me, Fort Bragg was my home station, you could say, and my community, it still exists. So we keep in contact. I definitely created some lasting bonds. 
with the Women Veterans Program, we invite women veterans to come and join in and, of course, the services that we can connect them with. Yes. So I would encourage women veterans to contact TVC so we can assist. That's what we do. Uh, We ensure that women veterans of Texas have equitable access to benefits and services. And the way we do that is by connecting with women veterans. And so if you're in need of uh, assistance, it doesn't really matter if you think we help with that or not. Just reach out to us and we'll get you connected. So my name is Cynthia Lendoff, and I am the Women Veteran Coordinator for the West Texas District of the Women Veterans Program. I am an Air Force veteran, and Julia, I can recall the exact moment that I wanted to join. I was living in South Texas, the tip of Texas, where there are no bases or anything around, and I remember being on a college campus, and I remember seeing this woman in her crisp, pleated uniform, and she had her hair tied back. And I remember admiring her and seeing this woman walk across that campus. It was a brown uniform. And so now I know she was in the Marines. But at the time, I just remember thinking, I want to be exactly like her. And so I started pursuing just going to recruiting offices. How old were you when you joined? You know, I was 22. And so I was the oldest in basic training. So after basic training, I went to my first duty station, which was Wright-Patterson Air Force Base in Ohio. I was a military personnelist, even as a young airman. I just took to it so well. Your time in the service, tell me about some of the relationships you developed with your fellow service members. That was probably one of my favorite parts of being in the military was the connections that I made with other military you know, members. And it's one of the things I'll always miss because it gave me a sense of belonging. I always try to tell women, especially in this position, is like, you know, when we're going through the challenge course and we've got to get over that wall, I always explain it where the camaraderie of being in the military is much like scaling that wall where it's like, you know that you have a wingman. I was an airman, right? So you know you always have that wingman that's going to help you over the wall. And until we're both over, I'm not over the wall. Had I not left home, I would have only experienced that of someone from South Texas and, you know, family. But to have been able to come into service and learn from all these people was just so rewarding for me. I kind of come full circle a little bit because I'm in this position. That's what I'm continuing to do. Even though I'm providing resources and services to women, I listen to some of the struggles that they're going through. And I'm thinking, holy moly, like you're still in the fight. It's just incredible to see the tenacity that we have. And it's in every endeavor to try to secure our benefits. You know, if you become a single mother, we just keep on pushing. And so I really draw strength from that. I draw strength from watching them. So do you stay in contact with people that you knew from back in the day in the service? Yes. Some of my best friends are those of which I served. It's really interesting to have seen us go from single enlisted people to now a lot of them are still in and now they're mothers kind of still navigating their way through military service or a lot of them are veterans like me. Texas Veterans Commission, our Women Veterans Program, working to connect women with each other and their services. Why would you encourage women veterans to contact TVC? A lot of us got out of the military and we went back to our hometowns. And so it is very difficult to find resources and benefits we qualify for. When I got out of the military, I quickly became a dependent, right? And so I almost forgot that I myself had my own benefits. I never walked into the VA. I just really thought that was for people that had fought in wars and and I had no idea. And so on a daily basis, I get to share resources and services and initiatives that 
our um, from our veteran service and all the time women veterans like I can't believe I didn't know about that I'm like I know so I would encourage them to definitely seek us out to just find these different initiatives that were meant to better our lives something is as simple as the Hazelwood you know someone who enlisted all those years ago has got you know, benefits, what happened to those benefits of the Hazelwood and can they be passed along to my child? Um, it's probably one of the most underutilized benefit that we have as Texas veterans. What I would want a woman veteran to know is to really maximize on everything that she qualifies for. Hi, I'm Catherine Smith. I cover the North District area along with the Panhandle. I served almost six years in the United States Army. I joined because I went in after I finished college and I had trouble finding the kind of employment that I wanted to work. And I looked at my uncles and they were in the military before they had their careers and they were doing very well. I said, well, I'm just going to follow their lead. During the military, of course, I was able to pay off all that debt. When I got out, I was out of debt. I made a few friends, and I think I'd grown up a little bit. My first duty station was in Germany. So I spent two years in Germany. I had a chance to go to Austria and Denmark. I was stationed in Frankfurt. We went to work from 9 to 5. The civilian population, they were very friendly. We were right next to a park. So it was a really good place to have your first duty station. Unfortunately, I've lost touch with everyone that it seemed like I met while in the military. So how did joining the Women Veterans Program help you reconnect with that women veteran family? I think I was a little mad at myself for losing touch. You have your own families, and so you are everything for them. And for a while, I forgot about that kinship that I had with my women veterans. And I remember when I was cleaning out my garage, I found all of these pictures of just us having fun and just goofing off. And being a woman veteran, you start remembering about that kinship. And when you're able to assist a woman veteran, maybe meet an unmet need, you feel some of that kinship, that camaraderie that you had when you were in the military. So I think being a woman veteran, it really has helped me to reconnect with those roots, to really assist my women veterans and just beginning to enjoy having fun with other women veterans again. So here at the Women Veterans Program, connecting women with each other and their benefits. Tell me, why would you encourage a woman veteran to contact Texas Veterans Commission? Yes, of course you feel that camaraderie. You're able to talk to other women veterans to maybe help you meet that unmet need or just connect you with the community, let you know about events that are in the area when you may be feeling lost. If you can connect with us, then we can show you why you joined the military again and those friendships that you may have lost and you never know, you might have an opportunity to find them again. So the main thing is you just have an opportunity to connect, uh, maybe help you meet your unmet needs and enjoy an event or two. My name is Sharon Stewart. I'm the Women Veterans Coordinator for Central and South Texas. I served almost 22 years in the Army. My first 11 years, I was enlisted. I was a print journalist. and my last 10, I was a communications officer. I was a college dropout. From college, I went ahead and joined the Army. I felt like, oh, it's too hard to work at the mall and fold clothes and go to college. Let me join the Army. Being a journalist, it was the only job available at MEPS, but I was actually a journalism major. 
And I really was so fortunate that I was able to do what I absolutely love. And every time it was time for me to get out and not re-enlist, I kind of compared what I'm doing in the Army to the civilian sector. Who's going to give me health care? Being in shape. I actually get paid to be in shape. You know, once I start making those comparisons, you know, I just kept making that decision for the military and they absolutely pay for my education. So can yeah. you tell me about some of the women that you met while you were in the military? Did you find some some soulmates? Yeah, absolutely. My supervisor, Lieutenant Colonel, she's the one who said you should become an officer. You know, she actually gave me my first set of real China she um, gave my daughter a graduation gift. She's a lifetime mentor. But yeah, my best friend, I met her. I was an E4. She was an E5. Me and her are friends to this day. We both kind of urged and encouraged each other to become an officer. I had another friend. She was a broadcast journalist. I was a print journalist. We're still friends to this day. People who picked me up when I was down, um, just encouraged me, spoke life into me. And we're absolutely friends to this day. And thanks to all the social media and stuff that we have these days, it's a lot easier for us to find the people that we knew maybe uh, 11, 12, 13 years ago. But also joining the Women Veterans Program and maybe signing up with the registry that we have online can help our women veterans reconnect. Absolutely. That registry is phenomenal. I can get lost, but if you go on that registry, there's so many different photos and vignettes from our sister veterans from different eras of service, World War II. You got Vietnam era vets, you know, my era, OIF, OEF, OND to the current era. And just to see their faces and to just learn a little bit about them, that is a treasure. Yeah, I absolutely love that registry. Obviously, it's free to connect and be part of. I just love the registry. So in addition to connections, we're also helping women veterans recognize that they're veterans and get their services. Why would you encourage women veterans to contact TVC? It's such a gift to connect to your sister veterans, to know that you're not alone, to understand the benefits that you have earned. Even if you come and figure out something about your disability, that could be a game changer. You know, that could be healthcare. That could be benefits for you. If your transition was wonderful, and even if everything is going the, the way you want, is nothing like being around a band of sisters who understand when you say something like, ate up like a soup sandwich or, you know, something like that. So you need to connect and, and, and be around people who get you, who totally understand you. That was Sharon Stewart. Women Veterans Program Coordinator. We also heard from Katherine Smith and Cynthia Lindolph and our Women Veterans Program Manager, Dr. Crystal Matthews. To find out more about the Women Veterans Program and the rest of Texas Veterans Commission, visit the website tvc.texas.gov. Our services are provided at no cost to the veteran. Not only do we have a claims department for help with those disability claims, appeals, survivor's pensions, burial benefits, and so on. We can also help with medical issues involving VA-related health care. Our health care advocates stand up for veterans and help resolve those disputes. We have an education department that approves programs that accept the GI Bill. Our Hazelwood experts can explain that act, which offers qualified Texas veterans 150 hours of tuition exemption at a public Texas college or university. Our employment program works with Texas Workforce Commission to find veterans new careers. The entrepreneur program is working with vets to start their own business or grow a current one. 
The Fund for Veterans Assistance gives away millions every year to nonprofits and government agencies that directly assist veterans. And Veterans Mental Health is working with counselors and social workers, faith-based organizations, and local governments across the state to expand veteran access to mental health. Our Military Veteran Peer Network, also part of that department, it's all about veterans helping veterans. And of course, our peer service coordinator has access to all kinds of services and resources within each community. tvc.texas.gov. That's where you'll find all the information about our programs. Texas Veterans Commission is also on LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook too. Send us a message on the Texas Veterans Commission Facebook page. Ask a question. We'll find the answer for you. I'm Julia Connor. Thank you for listening to The Voice of Texas Veterans, a production of Texas Veterans Commission. Helping veterans starts here.